Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Okay, y'all, before we get started, I promised myself I wouldn't forget to share with you some really important news. I have officially opened the opportunity to work with me in the eight-week ESL relationship program I know it's the holidays coming up and you don't want to spend another holiday season alone and worried that you'll be alone forever. You don't want to go through the holidays again and come up on January 1 without taking control of your life and working on your relationships. So that's why I've officially opened up the opportunity to work with me. There's a limited amount of spots Once the spots are gone, they're gone. So if you're really, truly serious about getting off the dating roller coaster, you're tired of all the dating games, and you are ready to attract that healthy, great relationship, this program is for you. If you're tired of picking the wrong guy, picking people who won't commit, picking people who you feel you can't commit to, If you're tired of all that wasted energy and you want to have a relationship that lasts, then this program is for you. So make sure you don't wait. Go to the link in my Instagram bio. It's Instagram at Dr. Morgan Coaching and click the apply now button. Go do that. Take the action now that your future self will thank you for. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. This is a very special episode. I've never talked about this topic before. Before we get into it, um, I got to show y'all my new sign. And if you're listening to the audio only, I'll tell you what it says. So the sign says, know your worth, then add tax. Classic saying, right? Like, I think so many of us don't know our worth. We're hanging out in low self-worth land where we don't realize our value. We're undervaluing ourselves, which then also impacts how we think about ourselves, which impacts our emotions, which then impacts our actions, right? So this is an episode that will help you step into your worth, help you with your actions. And today's topic is friendships. It's more specifically what to do when you've outgrown a friendship. I wish I could say that I wasn't speaking from personal experience, but I am. 
And this is something that's happened to me uh, a few times in my life and certainly happened to me recently. Maybe I'm not alone in that. I think the pandemic has actually been something that maybe shows us who our real friends are, who the people are that want to be there, that want to grow with us, that support us, that want to show up in our lives despite the circumstances we're under. I don't know, but this is something I've gone through recently, something I've talked about with people lately. So I thought, why not bring it to the podcast? So let's dive in, shall we? How many of you have been in the situation where you have a friend, somebody you're very close with, maybe you've gone through things together, you've gone through seasons of your life together, you know a lot about each other, they know a lot about you, you know a lot about them, you've invested a lot of time and energy into the friendship, maybe years, maybe a decade. Um, But then you get to a place where it's not really working anymore. And here's, here's the thing that is just so, so key. Just like in a romantic relationship, you have to realize that a friendship is a living, breathing thing. It has its own dynamic. You can have two great people And at the same time, the dynamic, the third entity is just not working. For whatever reason, the dynamic is dying. And what can happen is it's really painful. So we want to avoid that. And so many of us do, you know, we still send the birthday card. We try to just hang on and just stay in the friendship, right? You think about it's that whole um, sunken cost bias. If you ever took social psych, talk about that of, well, I've just put so much into it. I can't leave it, right? But at the end of the day, you're realizing that the energy that you're investing into this friendship feels like you're throwing it away. It feels like you're not getting anything back. It's a bad investment of your energy. Maybe it's turned non-reciprocal. Maybe that person, they're a beautiful person. However, they've taken some roads. They've made some decisions that have caused it to be that they just don't have capacity. There's that word capacity. They don't have the capacity to show up for you in the friendship Maybe they used to, and now they don't anymore, or maybe they never did. And you and your younger self used to be okay when your worth was lower. You used to be okay with friendships where people didn't give to you in a reciprocal way. Okay. I'm I'm talking about myself. (laughs) Spoiler alert, Morgan and her younger self, I was a caretaker, very much anxious attachment, even in my friendships, I would give and give to friends. I would mentor. I would be the parent that maybe they needed, but I wouldn't expect anything in return. So then as I grew as an adult, there were certain friendships that the other person was not okay 
with that new dynamic and the friendship ended because I had grown, right? And I'm happier. I'm healthier. I'm no longer just showing up with no needs. I'm taking up space. I'm no longer your free therapist, right? (laughs) All the free therapy I did. And then all of a sudden that dynamic doesn't serve the other person anymore and they're not into it. Yeah. You know, so it's like when we grow and we change and we step into our worthiness, that's been there the whole time, but we had BS that was blocking it, right? Step into our worthiness. You're going to have to realize that your friendships, all of your relationships have two options. They can be redefined for growth, right? You can grow together. You can redefine the relationship, which is beautiful when that happens. You have conversations, you get clear about your needs. You talk about what's going well and then what needs improvement, right? It's beautiful when that happens. Okay. Option two is you have to love those people from a distance and you end the relationship or you take space from it, right? So how do you, I want to give you some tangible things here. How can you recognize when you might be in a friendship that's no longer serving you? Let me pull out my notebook. I wrote it down. All right. We're getting, we're getting the notebook out. You know, it's serious when I got to pull out the notebook because most of the time it's all up in my, in my brain. But when we get real serious, I pull out the notebook. Okay. So let's talk about this. So I want to give you five ways that you know that you might've outgrown the friendship. All right. Number one, you have already tried to redefine it. You have tried setting boundaries. You've tried communication. You've put in some time, right? We owe that. I see this, you know, quote unquote, cancel culture, calling people narcissists, calling people toxic. And sure, there are times where the label narcissist and toxic are valid, but there's also this thing of cancel culture where people sometimes will just not want to do the work that is required for the maintenance of a long-term friendship or relationship. And they do what we call in clinical psych, they do this thing called splitting where they decide that you're all bad. They don't want any part, you know, in speaking with you or dealing with you. You have become all bad. This usually happens to people who have had childhood trauma, where they learn to think of people as either all bad or all good. So if you've ever been on the receiving end of someone doing splitting as a defense mechanism, you'll know because one day you're one of their closest people and you do everything together. You have holidays together. You're very, very close. And then the next day, bye, you got pushed out. So this is an immature defense mechanism, AKA known as cancel culture that I see far too often. Okay. So like I said, number one is 
you've tried setting boundaries, you've shown up, you've had conversations, you've put some effort into redefining the friendship and still it feels unhealthy. It feels imbalanced. It feels non-reciprocal. Okay. So that was number one. Number two, number two, you are feeling obligated to show up in the friendship instead of wanting to show up, instead of desiring to be there with the person. It feels like a chore. It feels like an obligation, something you do out of habit instead of desire. Okay. Number three, perhaps your values are no longer in alignment. You might have grown as a human being and shifted in what matters to you and what is important. And perhaps they have not, or if they have, it's in a different direction than you have gone. I see this a lot when people talk about, you know, the friends that want to party every weekend or, you know, the people, the people who are 33 and still doing jello shots and going to ultra and all the other music festivals and going to Vegas and still thinking that, oh, you should do the number of shots that matches up with your, your birthday age. Like, hello, no, thank you. Right. Um, so sometimes when people stay stuck in earlier phases of development, you may have outgrown that you may have shifted your values, right? Or it can be perhaps someone becomes very, very, very involved in spirituality, a church, um, Someone becomes an entrepreneur. Someone decides they're going to take up graffiti. I don't know. I'm thinking of different things, right? But they choose a path that just organically connects them to different people, puts their energy in different places, and ultimately impacts their value system, right? Values are so important. I have a close friend shout out Kristen. I was her maid of honor. And let me tell you, um, she married a great guy, by the way, very happy for them. Um, but we are very different in how we show up in the world. I love Beyonce. She loves Grateful Dead. Um, I like acai bowls. She's like, give me a burger and fries and like all the crazy food. Um, I could go on and on. She likes to wear tie dye and she's just so much more. What's the word I'm looking for? Maybe laid back in her style. So if you looked at us externally, you might never think that we're close friends, but the reality is, is our values align. We both believe in say it like it is open, honest, direct communication we both believe in really listening to people. She's one of the best listeners I've ever met. We both really value our families, the high family value. Um, and we also value experiences, right? Like experiences over things. So the values match up, right? But if you're in a friendship where the values have changed, 
it might not feel good to connect with that person anymore. Right. Okay. Number four signs you've outgrown the friendship. The fourth one is there's jealousy. There's insecurity. The person might even be putting you down. Oh my gosh. Ah, why is it that guys use so much sarcastic humor with their friends and like put downs all the time? Maybe women do this too, but I see it in male friendship circles where they'll be like, oh, you're just a married loser now. Ha ha ha. What? People that use humor, um, but then have a put down. I'm sorry. I'm not into it. (laughs) Guys, explain this to me. Why does this happen? Um, So anyways, jealousy, insecurity, right? If maybe you have other friends and they are like, well, I thought I was your best friend. Is this the third grade? Did I miss the memo and we went back to the third grade? No, you can grow and have other friends. And the right people in your life will support your growth and they'll want you to have other friends. So yes, a sign that you might have outgrown is jealousy and insecurity. Okay. Moving on to the final, final sign that you've outgrown the friendship. It feels non-reciprocal right? It feels, you just feel like, wow, I show up for them. I listen to them. I support them. Yet when I am struggling, I have something to share. They're not there. They're not supportive. They're not showing up for me when it matters. We want to be able to be in relationships with people who obviously have boundaries. Boundaries are great. You know, we don't expect, this is not codependent friendship where we expect them to be there every single moment. However, it is fair to have standards that when I give to someone as a friend, my standard is that they also give to me. This is not a one-way, you know, you, you can, you can give to someone And during certain seasons, they may not have capacity to give with you. That's okay. I've been in long-term friendships where there are seasons where I couldn't give to the person, but they knew that and I was clear about it. And then we would move through that season and I would be able to again, right? So you got to know that if it's a chronic history and you got a lot of data to show that it's non-reciprocal, that might be a sign that you've outgrown the friendship. And it's time to find people to open your heart up and create space for friendships that can be reciprocal. All right, y'all. I want to review these five signs. Let's do it. Okay. So number one, You have already tried to communicate. You've already tried to set boundaries and things are not getting any better. Okay. We're not a fan of cancel culture. So you've already tried. Okay. Number two, you are feeling obligated to spend time with them instead of desiring to spend time with them. 
Number three, your values have changed. You don't feel like you're in alignment with them anymore as a human. Okay. Number four, there's jealousy or insecurity. No time for that, right? No time for that. This is not the third grade. Okay. Number five, the relationship does not feel reciprocal and you have data to back that up. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You know, I appreciate you all. If you have not done so already, it would mean the world to me if you went to Apple Podcasts and left me a written five-star review. That's the way people find the podcast. It's super helpful. Okay. Do that if you haven't done it yet. And also, in case you didn't know, I am doing a totally free masterclass on rewiring your relationship blueprint. You don't want to miss it. It's happening November 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The only way to get access to it is to sign up using the link in my Instagram bio. So make sure you do that. The spots are super limited. (laughs) And I will see you at that masterclass. All right. And you all know, as always, I am wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce, And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.